the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's in our nature to fear, but Jesus says to fear not, as we'll see next. Join us. What does it mean to fear not? That is a challenge I think most of us struggle with from time to time, yet that is our calling. We're not supposed to fear. In fact, if we really truly understand who Jesus is and what he has done for us and the access we have to him, there really is no reason to fear, is there? That's the encouraging word we have for you today here on Times of Refreshing from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Join us, won't you? And be encouraged as we're called to fear not. With today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing now, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Now, what I want to do here is I want to show us a picture of this. It's a lot of scripture, but it is a powerful picture of, of our, our proper response to conflict, to persecution, to sometimes dealing with circumstances that are tough where we have to make a stand for Jesus and not budge. I want to show a picture of this. Acts chapter 4. Let's look at Acts chapter 4, and we're going to read down starting at verse 1, and we're going to just let the Word of God work. Amen? Let's take a look at this. Let's let this picture speak. Peter and John have just been arrested. For healing, by the grace of God, a lame man at the temple gate, the gate called Beautiful. And it says here in verse 1 of Acts chapter 4. Now, as they spoke to the people, the priest, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them. Well, they're getting ready to get arrested. He says, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached In Jesus, the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. It says here, and I want to read this again in verse 2. Verse 1, now as they spoke to the people, the priest, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. They preached in Jesus the resurrection of the dead, and as they're doing this, minding their own business, priests, the Sadducees, the captain of the temple, they come upon them. There's adversity that has come upon them as a result of them sharing the gospel talking about the resurrection, talking about the goodness of the Lord. This was a part of what was going on in their time. And I'm just telling everyone here, the world is becoming more and more hostile 
to sound doctrine, to the teaching and the preaching. The world is becoming, I don't want to hear that. And we talked about this last week. And they came upon them. They arrested him. 5,000 people heard the message. Look at verse 5. And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders and scribes, as well as Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, now watch the saints, by what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and the elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Can I have an amen? This is the response. This is a powerful response. Now picture this, saints. These individuals are, are, are being locked up. They're being chained. They're chained because they're willing to share openly and communicate the heart of God to people. These individuals were opposed to the message. But yet and still, when they had the opportunity to go into self-preservation mode, they refused to go into self-preservation mode. They remained in identification mode. I mean, I'm re- identified with Christ, not only in his blessings, but also in his sufferings. And if me being in this situation, I have to share, they were willing to share. The question is, would we share? Would we let people know that there is no other name given among men under heaven by which men must be saved? When the world is preaching that there's all kinds of ways to God. When the world is saying that, you know, you, you, can, you can live any kind of way and it's okay and Jesus will cover it and it's fine and, and don't worry about it. And Jesus is and, and I love Peter, they're just saying, no, there's, there's one way. There's one door. There's one gate. There's one sacrifice. There's one high priest. There's one mediator between God and man, and that is the man, Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? amen. And, and it has to be communicated. But we have spiritists. We have all kinds of false doctrine, false teaching. And I'm not saying that we should be disrespectful towards those people. We should dwell with people with understanding and love. But at the same time, we must never modify the message to make it more pliable and palatable for people to receive and just come attend our churches. We have to stick to the message. Amen. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him, stick to the message. 
Now tell somebody on the other side, stick to the message. Apostle Peter, he says, being filled with the Spirit of God, he says, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name, no other authority, no other power, no other strength under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. It's the only name. It is the name above every name. Our God, our Father, has highly exalted Jesus and have given him the name that is above every name. That at the, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory. Can I have an amen in here today? We talk about this stuff and we get a little fidgety and spooky and, well, what about all these people that know, don't know God? I don't know. Just keep telling them about Jesus. Tell them. It's our job to tell them. It's our job to be open. It's our job to get on the rooftop and share what Jesus has whispered in our ears. And we have to communicate this. And they're doing this while they're locked up. While they're chained. They would not budge when it came to the message. But now we've taken the message and we've, we've mixed it all up. So people come to church and they don't, they just come to church like they're going to a golfing club. Can I talk about this this morning? They, we just like, this is just a big social club and we just come here and hey, how you doing? You know, no, we're here. This is the house of God. We are the children of the living God. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The power of God is with us. Jesus is in our midst. He is our shepherd. Not only are we his sheep, but we are an army of the Lord. We are a peculiar people, a holy nation, his own separate people. We are his treasure. And Jesus died to get us in a place where we realize that ultimately our allegiance is to him. And the message may not always feel good and people may get convicted and they may not feel like going to church. But something in them is Jesus gets a hook in them will begin to draw them and draw them and draw them. Has anybody been drawn by the Lord? You know exactly what I'm talking about here. You wanted to get away from it and then you just hear the words coming back to you. Well, it's because the message, the word goes out and it does not return void and we have to be willing to stand in the midst of this, and share that there is no other name. You can get mad at me. You cuss me out. You can, you know, talk to me about family members. Well, what about my cousin? He did. I don't know. If he's not walking with Jesus, he's not saved. There's no other salvation. I don't have anything else to tell you. Well, he said five Hail Marys. That's not going to work. You got to repent. You got to get to know Jesus. He's alive. He wants to live in you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to wake you up in the morning and, and tell you to pray. He wants to sing over you songs of deliverance. He wants to not only be in your life, he wants to be your life. And that's a good thing. Because that's where we find our salvation, our freedom. Amen? And so we can't budge. And these, I love these apostles. They refuse to move. Look at verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated 
and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. It's not a matter of just having head knowledge. This has to be revelatory. These people were not trained, but they knew Jesus. And the same thing for us. What causes boldness to come upon us is when we really get to know him. It's hard to deny someone that you really know and that you've walked with, you've talked with, that you know is alive in you and with you. And the Bible says that they were bold and they saw this boldness upon them. The word bold in the Greek, it means to be bald. It means to be open, that nothing's hiding. Nothing is hid. It's open. And this is what Jesus said. Talk about me openly. Be bold. Tell people about who I am. And these individuals were, were very, very bold. And it wasn't because they were, had the excellence of training or excellence of education. It was because they knew him. And it's the same thing for us. It'll cause us to become more and more bold as we spend time getting to know Jesus. He says here in verse 14, And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against him. Then they saw the fruit of the relationship that they had with Jesus, that Jesus used them mightily to bring deliverance in this person's life. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. But so that it spreads no further. I remember I preached on that before. So, so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely what? Threaten them. Let us threaten them. You keep talking about Jesus, this is what I'm going to do. You keep talking about Jesus, I'm not going to give you what I wanted to give you. Why don't you cool it down, brother? And I share this testimony all the time, and I think it's important that I remind people once again, because I went through this in a major way in my own personal life. I had one of my coaches one time, and I wasn't being obnoxious. People were coming to me. I was minding my own business, so I just had a bunch of teammates that were Nicodemuses. So I'm preaching to them, trying to share about Jesus, and we we going through the process, trying to get these guys saved. And I'll never forget one of my coaches pulled me to the side. He said, hey. He said, you know, I like what you're doing and everything like this. He said, but you know what? You need to, I, I just think you just need to basically be quiet for a while and just, just simmer down with what you got going on here with these guys. Because these guys are coming to you. And Deacon Rob will tell you, we used to have on the plane, I would be minding my own business. And on the plane, we had one section which was way in the back. We called that, that was the ghetto. <laughs> They'd be back there gambling on the plane. What's up, dog? What's up? Blah, blah. You know, we're doing that thing, you know. And then we had another section, a little, a little closer. It was the suburbs. So the brothers being in the suburbs, they wasn't gambling, but they over there, you know, doing that thing. And then you go closer, you go closer. And then, and then we had, up where I was at in the plane, we had the church. <laughs> and so people would come from the from the ghetto up to this church and we'd be having bible study on the plane digging rob am i telling the truth 
We'd be on the plane. I'd be up there. I'd be sitting on my plane. Look, look. And the seats were there. And I'd be, now open your Bibles here, man. Check this out. Well, I'm preaching on the plane. Al Davis would come by and sit back and go, hey, how you doing? What y'all doing? Great Napoleon. Keep up the good work, you know. I'm, so people were coming to me. I, mean, I wasn't being obnoxious, but I'll never forget. He told me to be quiet. I said, and I, I remember, I remember my heart kind of jumped a minute. There's a moment where you have to overcome your fears. I said, I said, coach, I said, that's not right. I said, these guys, if these guys are in here talking about this stuff, they're talking about how come I can't talk about what I want to talk about? What he didn't know was that his mama told me to keep preaching to him. <laughs> that is a goddamn honest truth. This coach's mama told me, you keep preaching to my son because he keeps telling me about so what I'm saying is, the saints, I said, no, because I, especially since I had his mama's okay, I said, no, nah. I said, coach, come on now, that's not right. If they're going to talk about that, he said, okay, okay, he said, but I'm just saying, you know, you, I said, all right, all right, but there's a moment in your flesh where you have to say, no, I, I'm going to represent Jesus. I'm not going to be overboard, obnoxious, but I'm going to let people know where I stand, and I'm going to make myself available as an agent of the kingdom of God to help to usher people into his kingdom. All of us have to embrace this, and we have to look the threats in the eye and overcome. Look what he says here, verse 7. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that, they, that from now on they speak to no man in this name. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor to teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since, since they all glorify God for what had been done. For the man who was over 40 years old on whom the miracle of healing had been performed, and being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priest and elders had said to them. So when they had heard that, they raised their voices to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth. And the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nation rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers with, were, were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand had purposed to do. Uh, your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. By stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed and when they had prayed, and when they had prayed, and when they had prayed, mm, 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 I just feel this right now. And when they had prayed, 
the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. This is their response. This is how they confronted their fear of man. This is how they dealt with the opportunity to deny the Lord. This is how they stabilized themselves. This is how they they strengthen themselves. It says they, they begin to band together. They begin to get tighter. And as they did this, the Lord responded by pouring out his spirit upon them and and releasing a boldness over them. And and they begin to share their, their faith openly. Well, saints, this is what's going on. Do you know that we are in the midst of, the, of a hotbed of perversion and, and, and hostility towards the gospel? God has set us up for such a time as this. To lift up our voice like a trumpet. To, to open our mouths and share our faith. But do whatever it takes to make sure that we don't water down the message. And then God, by his sovereignty and his power, will begin to draw people who are hungry and thirsting for righteousness and want to change in their life. And they won't just be individuals who are church attenders. They'll be converts. They'll be converted and get to know Jesus in a new and living way. They'll, they'll accept Jesus and stay with Jesus through it all. These people were willing to do this. Regardless of what it meant. And saints, we need people today, like these individuals, to say, God, I don't care what happens. I'm not changing your message. And I'm going to be bold to share my faith. I'm going to be open. I'm going to, I'm going to let my kids know that there's a new leaf that's been turned over in this house. We're going to walk with Jesus. You're going to start coming to church. And you may not get saved in Israel, but you come and just hear the word and be blessed. I'm going to tell my spouse, so you don't want to walk with Jesus, but I'm going to walk with Jesus. Amen. Jesus saved my life. And I'm going to have to stand before him one day. I'm not going to have to stand before you. I'm going to have to stand before Jesus. And so this is what I'm doing. I'm going to see God. We got to tell coworkers, hey, man, you know, listen, you guys are cool and everything, and we can have some, we can talk and everything, but as soon as y'all go over the line, I'm off. Can I have an amen? We not, I'm not going to that party. I love y'all. Peace. Can I have an Amen. But y'all going too far now. But you're cool. Come over to my house. Come over to my, 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 come over to my office. You can hang out. But as soon as you start trying to gossip about the boss, you uh, can't do it. And so we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Amen. And we stick to the message. And today I want to challenge all of us, especially me as your pastor in this church. Saints, there's a place that God's trying to and we talked about this, about this on Watch Night Service. It's time to advance. It's time to take more ground. It's time to move in a direction. And as God is moving us in this direction, the basics, 
that caused these individuals to have success. We've got to incorporate this into our life. And the, the, the thing that the, he's saying here is you got to be bold. You got to be bold. And we have to be willing, and I'm going to say this in clothing, closing, saying we have to be willing as people to forget about how we feel and focus on what is right. To forget about how we feel and to focus on what is right. What is right is Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What is right is there's no other name by which we must be saved. What's right is, what's right is, is that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This is what's right, and we have to shake ourselves and say, God, regardless of any persecution that I'm going to receive because I identify with you, I'm willing to go for it because, God, you are my God. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.